You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad and Folk Alliance International in Montreal in February as uh, I've shared with some other uh, interviews fantastic selection of Irish acts came over under Culture Ireland banner and then some under some other banners and um, a very interesting group that I happened to hear when I listened to RTE some time ago um, they were being interviewed and they're uh, coming together somewhat explained um, we're going to hear about it here and it's a group called Nava and it's Eshahab uh, Ku if I got that right Shahab yeah Kuhi Kuhi yeah. and uh, he is with his brother and again Cheyenne Cheyenne Kuhi and Niall Hughes and Paddy Kiernan Paddy Kiernan so Paddy and Shahab uh, is not here Shahab right? is not here now. Right, so we have Shahab and we have Niall uh, of Nava Sorry. yeah I'm right okay <laughs> <laughs> what we have is uh, a fusion and at any point interrupt me and stop me we have a fusion of what is Middle Eastern music Persian Persian and um, Irish now yeah. when I said that per would you is Persian considered Middle, Middle Eastern well, no Persian used to be the empire yes and used to be a big part of Middle East okay but uh, Persian music is still exists in Iran because there's so much influences from different regions in Iran. Okay. So when we talk about Persian music, we have music from Kurdistan, we have music from Azerbaijan, we have music from Afghanistan, Pakistan. There are all these influences coming in together. coming in together, and they have Persian music. Okay. So you have been for a number of years in Ireland. Yeah. How many years? Seven years. Now, in your seven years in Ireland, you would have already realised that Irish music is nearly the reverse that you have all the different regions have exactly. very individual music yeah so yes so here you have coming if what you're saying the is a fusion combination yeah, exactly. and in Ireland it's a spreading yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, that in itself you must have found fascinating it is fascinating uh, Ireland is such a small country but the variety of styles and music you see in Ireland is, is amazing and the musical traditions exactly. that go back yeah. Yeah. and consequently the instruments that are used in Ireland yeah. now then what you would have brought with you from an instrument perspective would have been what? well I brought Santur but there yeah. used to be hammer dulcimer okay. that's the basement of it Okay, and yeah. the hammer dulcimer, of course, is very much a North American instrument yeah. as well in, in the Appalachian music. Yeah. Right, so there's that commonality there. Um, and then, um, when you came seven years ago, um, that in itself was a hell of a transition. Uh, and to arrive in Ireland... Oh, it was, it was big, very, very different, and it was, it was a shock, such a shock, the first day, right. everything, the language, the country people the weather mainly <laughs> oh my god and we're in Montreal at the moment yeah. where the snow is yeah. probably three or four feet high yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's extreme here as well <laughs> well it's a different kind of weather in Ireland yeah, it takes <laughs> a bit of getting used to it, it is. so had you much English when you arrived no English no English, no English whatsoever and you haven't developed a Dublin accent have I? No, you haven't. Really? <laughs> Some there's certain, there's certain words that he words. says. Yeah. Some people. Uh, that <coughs> that Shahab has really taken to the the uh, Irish way of life. 
Okay. And uh, I think he's kind of become a little bit Irish. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Fortunately. Fortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a good way. Yeah. And I, I'm going to come to now <coughs> to see it's that um, what you were bringing to the table from an Irish perspective is something that wasn't there, is very new. Yeah. And what Niall and Paddy brought along was very much what was already there. So when you started to spread your musical wings or put your musical feet down. How did you go about that? You mean in Ireland? Yeah, or in, in Ireland, Ireland. Well, it actually it was... I started to play in open mic sessions right. up in every, every single night for six months. I did it every night, different okay. places. Because when I moved to Ireland, I couldn't study. And I, I actually got really bored of just sitting at home and practicing, so I just needed to go and play in different places and I got to meet some interesting people and that was the beginning of me getting to know the Irish society and the, musical, the mu music scene in, in Dublin and, and I was introduced to the lads from a mutual friend Simon Guy who used to be in the band a French guy but right. he, he moved back to France okay. and we met up in an open mic session and we just had a point of course yeah. and we talked about what we were going to do and we improvised for half an hour and that instantly worked right. we all knew there's something there there's okay. a spark there now when you got to an open mic um, and I'm going to use a word that's use, it's common around Dublin you might hear it in a lot of other places in the same context but Irish audiences can be pretty brutal mm. um, so particularly if there's something put up in front of them that is different yeah did you come across? I didn't come across from the... They were kind of shocked, you know. They were right. like holding it back and they were like, oh, okay, this is something new. Yeah. Yeah. But go and study more Irish music if you want to play Irish music. And I went and studied, played tunes and started to get to know Irish players, like right. older style players, players, new style players, especially Martin Hayes. And we are really into Martin Hayes and right, style yeah. of playing. Claire, Kerry, Sligo, Galway, so we, we, we discover this and explore all these styles. Right. Yeah. And did you find in any deep down commonality in what would have been the origins in a way or were they able to, you able to sense from an Irish music perspective any commonality with what would you have been your Persian roots? Well, as I said, the different styles between, yeah. between different cities. Right. It's like their accent. If when you go to Clare, they have their own accent, yes. and they when they play, they sound like their accent actually. When yeah. you, when you realize this, and it's actually very similar. Or if you go to Sligo, they sound the way they play the fiddle. It sounds like the way they speak, right. and it's the same in Iran. If you go to the south side, we have this horn pipe, which is a big instrument, and it's really similar to Irish pipe. And when they speak their language, which is kind of there's this Arabic influence in their accent, you can actually hear the influences of the language and the culture into their music. Right. So it's it's very fascinating, and it's a common thing between Iran and Ireland. Right. I haven't lived anywhere else, so I don't okay. know. Maybe it, it exists in in France. There, there was some some I know you had talked sometimes about the commonalities between certain dance tunes, like in Iran they have a kind of a jig as well. Yes. It's, it's like your Iranian dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I know I've seen a real old video of, of Russian set dancing. 
Mm-hmm. And it could be for all intents and purposes a, a an kitchen, Irish a, an Irish ki- in a, an Irish kitchen on the flagstone. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. would it be similar? Yeah, but in the north side of Iran, there's this city called Azerbaijan. Yes. Which used to be part of Soviet Union, the country. Okay. But they have the same tradition and the same music. And my father is actually from there, from the Iranian side, and I would have heard so much of these musics and these like dan- Russian dances and Persian north side of Iran, those dances and I can hear the similarities right. and the emphasis on different beats and music and the way they dance even, it's very similar So, Niall you tripped across the boys Yes, fortunately And, and um, what was it that struck you that was so appealing at the beginning? Um, I think uh, well, first of all we met them and sat down and had a chat and like that was instantly easy Right. Which was good, but you'd already heard him perform or them. No, we uh, we hadn't. Okay, no, we okay. hadn't even heard them. So it was a blind date. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was like uh, it was like here at, at Folk Minds, there's uh, the speed meetings yeah, that you do. Yeah. So it was a bit like that. Okay. Um, and when we saw the instruments, Simon, uh, as as Shab mentioned, had, had told us about the, the lads and said that he played with them and that they're unbelievable musicians and great improvisers and that appealed to myself and Paddy because we we're, we like improvised music <laughs> um, so it was very comfortable and we didn't feel like there was any pressure when we went up to play and it felt very natural so <coughs> when you went up to play the first time you hadn't rehearsed no, no it was totally improvised but yet, you, when you say it was improvised, it wasn't improvised from the point of view of there must have been a bass tune that was common. Yeah. What did, what, yeah. what did we, what we played? I think we might have played, uh, Paddy might have played something like Comb Your Hair and exactly. Curl It. That was the first tune. Uh, and it. you knew it? I didn't know it. But they, okay, they you, but you were able to pick it up after a cer- after first round or something? Yeah, yeah. a few yeah. rounds. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and, and there was a free freedom to it, and it was it was good crack. Uh, and, uh, there was, yeah, there was no... Uh, pre-discussion about the about what was going to happen, which was which was appealing to us, and that's when after that uh, initial uh, jam or whatever you want to call it, I think we all went home that night and probably thought about it and said that was there was something special there. So, Shav, you obviously kind of went into this blindfolded because you're brought up on stage with these two Irish guys and they decide to play an Irish tune, yeah. not telling you what they're going to play, <laughs> and expecting you to perform. Yeah. Uh, well, the, well sh- you're such good improvisers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have this an ability to improvise yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it wasn't that difficult. Still, it was confusing. <laughs> 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 and difficult. <laughs> I got through. Yeah. This is four years ago. Yeah. Four, three, four years. Yeah, ago. four years ago. Yeah. Good man. And and since then we've had to sit down and have discussions about what, where we can meet in the middle. Okay. You know, and and think through, think th- think it through a little bit more than just getting up on stage and playing. Yeah. Well. And uh, yeah. That, that's it's an exploration. True. But like you have home advantage. Exactly. No. To put that in context as well, then, um, if Shahab wants to introduce a piece of music to you, um, and you then have to go and get your headspace into that different genre, that different culture, that everything else, um, has that? I would have that. It must have been a challenge for you, you and Paddy as well. Yeah, it was a challenge. It was a very like, joyous challenge, you know, right. because. Uh, 
when else would you get the opportunity to learn uh, a Persian tune of uh, somebody who's, who's spent years studying with the masters right which the two lads have you know yeah. they've, t- they've showed us videos of their teachers on YouTube and their guys who have been playing for 50 years and they pass down like it's like the knowledge that gets passed down in Ireland of mm-hmm. tunes yes um, it's a little bit more structured and formal there but for for us to be able to meet the lads and learn that was brilliant like right. uh, it was challenging too say for instance we have on the the album tapestry um, a tune called Shahar Pare which means four parts and that's a very common uh, tune that's part of like your canon of, of tunes exactly, that, yeah. that everybody plays um, and it's in a, a strange t- it's in 7-8 time signature right. which is doesn't feature at all in Irish music but features in say jazz or other improvised music that we would be into myself and Paddy um but yeah, it was it was a challenge, but a, a very welcome one. Yeah. So, have you had a formal education in music yourself? And <coughs> did you? We both did. Um, I studied in Minutes, and I studied more classical music. Um, and I'm a bass player first and foremost, so I, I would have played loads of different styles and would have been kind of a, a, a jobber, kind of a gigger in and around Dublin for the last few years before we met the lads. Right. Uh, and Paddy. Uh, has been playing banjo since I think maybe 15 or 16 and he studied originally in Trinity and then went on to do the masters in traditional music in Limerick in the the university there so none of us are are certainly myself and Paddy aren't really uh, trad heads it's not like we were in Kyoltis since a young age Um, and it's kind of something that we've come to later on in life and we've brought our other influences with us so we would be uh, big bluegrass fans and, and I would say I'd be more of a natural bluegrass player than I would be a trad player okay. so there's that influence comes into it as well it's kind of it's got more it's of a western thing this I, I found this <coughs> really interesting because there are four people yes who comes from four different m- mindsets okay so Niall comes from more jazz bluegrass jazz and Paddy has this jazz thinking when he plays and my brother comes from this traditional Iranian or traditional Irish Maybe he because he's very into all the style Irish playing. Okay, and I I come from this cl- maybe cl- little bit more classical and little bit more modern. Okay, contemporary. Uh, contemporary. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And we all kind of connect somewhere together. Right, and that's what you hear. I think we we have a sound bite that it's Irish meets Iranian because that kind of sounds interesting yes. and it, it grabs people's attention. But really, if you went deep down into it, it's probably more than that. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a little bit broader. So you've been performing together for about four years now. Yeah, coming up on yeah, just on four years yeah, since yeah. around Christmas. Yeah, and as it has evolved and grown, how has the the um, acceptance and the exposure for the group evolved and grown? Uh, we found it to to be that people have been very receptive and uh, interested and positive about it, mm. and it's just been growing year on year. We've done uh, a thing called Womex, which is a world music meetup in uh, Grand Canary this year, last year, mm. and obviously Folk Alliance this year is great. Um, yeah, it's I don't know, it's going. It's going. <laughs> I mean, these, it's hard to, to step back and see how far we have come, but it has definitely progressed. So going back to your arrival in Ireland seven years ago, and I know that uh, for a period where you, you were limited in what you could do. Uh, yeah, I couldn't study. You, you could, or you couldn't I work. I couldn't speak. 
<laughs> I, I could hear, but I could understand. And, and <laughs> you, could, you weren't allowed work if you. Uh, no, no, I couldn't. And at this stage, wh- how long did it take you to shake those shackles off? Three years. Okay. More or less, three years. And th- so then you've been able to pursue a career for the last four years? It, the thing is, I was, I was kind of resisting myself not to go out and play because okay. I thought it's disrespectful to my music if I go and play in an open mind session right. for people who are drinking they might be drunks and they, they have no respect for my music but I started to realize that there's, there has to be a starting point and that was a starting point and I didn't find it disrespectful at all right. they actually respected my music they reacted to the way I played you know right. so I mean I could make them feel I don't know, f- emotional, right. feel happy, or feel, I don't know, okay, they, they don't even care about my music. It, it was uh, all in under my control, you know. Yes, yes. So that, that was my, my mentality changed actually after three years. Right. And I pushed myself, and I'm really happy. So where do you, so you see yourselves going from here? Uh, the, the next thing is to try and get out and do as much touring as possible. Okay. Um, so last year we did our kind of first big Irish tour. Uh, this year we've got two weeks in England and 2020 is when we're hopefully going to break the kind of Canadian market okay. and the US uh, possibly as well. Okay. Um, so it's just, and also we've, we've got so much work to do on kind of the development of the sound of the band as well and we're, we're looking at different directions for that as well, possibly changing instrumentation a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. and taking it to the next kind of level. So there's loads of loads to be doing with that. As well. Collaboration as well with different people. Yeah, we have we've had ideas about about getting some guest uh, players right. in as well with us. Right. So um, <laughs> <laughs> um, in chatting with some of the other groups here, I put a question to to them, and I'm going to put it to you that um, if you were to get a call from a venue in Ireland uh, to perform, what would be the venue you would most want to be on the other end of the phone, or what? We have a, a thing about the concert hall, don't we? Yeah, we love to play in the concert hall. We launched our album uh, in 2017 in the John Field room of the concert hall right. upstairs. Yeah, and that was one of the. It was a very intense gig, but it was one of our best gigs. Yeah, and we would love to be able to work up uh, to be able to do maybe a night or two in the the main auditorium with the RT concert hall. W- that that would be especially cool, but even <laughs> even concert artists, even, yeah. even if, <laughs> because the guys are are both studying Shahab and Shine are studying classical music in the Royal Irish Academy. Right. Um, yeah. They're in their going into their final year next yeah. year. Um, so that there's that classical influence as well that possibly could come in. So definitely down the line, yeah. I don't think we'd do the gloaming seven out seven nights <laughs> in a row, but uh, <laughs> one night would we be happy with? Indeed. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time thank out of your day. It's been great having Thanks you. Shahab Kuhi and uh, Nile Hughes of NAVA. And you will be hearing a lot more of NAVA, and we're going to play a tune uh, after, uh, as we go out from this. But you'll be hearing a lot more. I know you will over the coming years, and it's been really great meeting you guys and chatting with you. Likewise, thank you. Thanks.